Give me the juice. Give me the rice. Give me the jam. Give me the juice. Give me the rice. Give me the jam. 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 I got bad news. What? OJ Simpson has cancer. Oh, no. <laughs> OJ Simpson has cancer? Yeah. Rest in peace. Well, my, my uncle has also just passed away. Uh, oh, rest under, in peace, your uncle. My uncle passed yeah, away last year. The same time of year, February? No, last year, November. Mm. So like, still kind of recent. Oh, wait, here we are. Oh, shit, yeah. we're all here. Hello, Ben. Hey. Hello, Ben and Sam oh, and Sarah. Hi. How are y'all uncles doing? Good. Yeah, good. hopefully better. We're doing an uncle check. <laughs> we have it uncle split. Check. Is this too loud? Oh, wow. You got a pro. No, no, that's good. That's good. Um, should we just use? Should we yeah. only use one mic, or like what's the deal? <laughs> do I just hold it? Like, more than one mic. Well, we all have it to actually, tune in. Then. Or should we use AirPods? Like, what do you think? What Can you like? put multiple AirPods on one? I'm worried about. Do you have multiple laptops? I don't know. You can call it on your phone too. Yeah, like. I technically have a laptop, but it's really shitty, and I don't recommend. You can Mine's call it on your phone. Yeah, Gora used to do that. You know what? Your phone, I, you're saying? I'm hearing yeah. an echo, but... It could be me, because I'm on it. my laptop. It's probably Matt. It's always Matt's echo. I think it's, it's never me. <laughs> but I fix it. This episode, it's like, it's our most ambitious episode, which is the <laughs> polite way to say it's a fucking shit show. But Because uh, we're also supposed to have Natalie, but I think she may have... Uh, We'll we'll find out where she is because yeah I want to up the challenge but the three of you sound pretty good yeah it's Matt Matt's the echo and no I know to fix that yeah 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 wait okay oh, I wow. have um I have a question should wait. we before we record mm-hmm. should we all kind of like go around and introduce ourselves and maybe say our relationship to Reich or at the beginning or whatever. Just because that's there, a great idea. Yeah, there are a few people that were in the Instagram chat who I have no clue who they are or what their relationship to this is. So yeah, yeah, that's how I, feel I uh, in the level. That's of how I masterminded it as the puppeteer. Very bizarre view. Very strange behavior. Oh, but I'm a professional. I've done 23 of these. 23. You guys? No, you're still there. Yeah, I kind of felt Sarah like you decided to be a ringleader, and I found that interesting. I accepted it as a gift, but <laughs> we're also already recording. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this is to my right or stage left is Sharice, my dear friend and one half of the replacement Gordo team. Yeah, so, I'm Gordo. Last season, uh, Gordo, it was kind of a running <laughs> gag that he's never present. So 
Um, she had an interest in being on the show, and our other replacement Gordo, Natalie, did too. And now Gordo's been more available, but he's on a winter camping trip with children who are youth offenders in this wilderness of Wyoming. And um, this all adds to like our Werner Herzog uh, Natalie's approach. Here. Welcome. Oh, here's Natalie. Yeah, yeah. The other, hello. So Natalie, and uh, yeah, we'll go through the circle now. Um, so you know that our two talented and I don't want to say anything that's like, you know, Sam. aesthetically biased the same way Gordo is. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, I have to stop talking now. Okay. Anyways, we've got two Gordos, Natalie and Charisse, but please refer to them as Natalie and Charisse. And, <laughs> no, uh, you have to refer to me as Gordo. Sorry. All right. <laughs> if you identify as Gordo, that's your right and your choice. And under me. Ooh, nothing's more dangerous than being a cishet white man in media. So we're gonna do what Tree says. Anyways, I'll stop that. Rip. <laughs> Let's go to our our guests with the the mic. If you guys can please introduce yourselves. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. You hate it, Sam. No, I'm not saying anything. I'm not even. I don't have the mic, so I'm not speaking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Sarah. Um, I have. I, I worked at the Wilhelm Reich Museum for four months last summer as the first resident and um, artist in residency there. Um, it was a crazy time and wonderful. Met a lot of people and had a lot of experiences, and that's where I'm coming from tonight. Hi. I'm Ben, and I uh, autistically studied Reich from uh, 24 to 31. Uh, spent a lot of time with the community. <laughs> That's the only word for it, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah the other autists. <clears throat> uh, so I have some stories I can like autistically go off about Reich for as long as you want um, until it's almost like no one else is here. Mm-hmm. So, this is sick, yeah. Uh, I'm Sam. Uh, what, what do I say? Okay, well, I got into Reich because of Ben. I've known Ben for a really long time. Um, I have a master's in psychology, and so me and Ben would just, like, I don't know, talk about psych stuff all the time, and he brought up Reich, and then I went to the Organon, which is where Reich's lab is in Maine, and... Yeah, I got really obsessed with it. That was probably in, like, 2017. Um, it was before that. It was before that. It was 2015. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and, yeah, you've also... You're our return guest, one of the few elite uh, that comes back to the Betaverse show. That's me. And uh, were we your first podcast, Sam, that you went on? Um... I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then that led to, because then you and uh, True Pater, I think you you went and went on another one, didn't you? Yes, we went to on the, the Shuffle Pod. Was the but other one? Were, did they put Did they put you behind a paywall? No. Not totally. No, 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 they didn't. 
What's the shuffle pod? What are they all about? They're just like um like two thousands nostalgia. So me and True Peter did an episode on hipster culture. Uh, yeah, it was it was actually really fun. So yeah, that was like last year. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like bamboozle the three of you. Um, I just uh, I think it, and uh, we we'll, we'll get right to right. But just so you know who we all are, um, we'll go around. Natalie, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. So I live in Montreal, like Nathan, and uh, I'm unemployed right now, so I like to say I'm an artist. And yeah, and longtime listener of the Betaverse. Very honored to be here as Gordo number two tonight. Hell yeah. And uh, Matthew, who is this young man with a sparkle in his eye? I'm Matt. Uh, I don't know who the hell William Reich is, I'm not going to lie. I Googled him a little bit ago because I was uh, recording a little funny little intro thing. Um, He's a psychoanalysist, I gather. Uh, That's about where my expertise ends. But I'm here to embody the (laughs) ignorant viewer who, you know, doesn't know what any of these big fancy words are. Same. I'm yeah. in the same boat as you. <laughs> I need more beer. And, uh, sorry, Sharice, we skipped over you, so if you want to go quickly, no unless I forgot. Um, my name is Sharice. I live in Montreal as well. Um, I'm not unemployed, unfortunately. I work in the tech industry as an engineer. But, um, yeah. Um, I'm a shit poster in training. How many years yeah. you got left? <laughs> I've heard it's over. I've heard shit posting's over. No, what do you think, Sam? Shit posting's it- never over. No. That's what I think. I mean, obviously, I think that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say you have the best stories in the game as well, Sam. Holy Is that fuck. a compliment you'll accept? Sorry. Ben just like fucking I don't even know what he did. That was nuts. Nice that line, dude. He just got like wet. Like he was, like wet all over really my couch. Wet. That's nuts. <laughs> Wait, so are the three of you um podcasting from New York? Yeah, from Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're live from my apartment. Well, I, we won't make it hot. We won't make it hot. Yeah. <laughs> But, no, I'm not. I'm not in Bedsty anymore. No. Okay. Yeah. So I had a funny story about Bedsty because you told me you were in Bedsty, and I was like, "Where's that? What's that like?" And mm-hmm. you were like, "It's like Bushwick for grownups." And I was like, yeah. "Oh, so it's like more gentrified." And then yeah. I went. My reading was in uh, across the street from Sumner Projects, actually, <laughs> and uh, where Jay Z once had a gun pointed at his head nice. by a man named Knowledge B. Uh, <laughs> shout out. To St. Laz, he taught me all about it. But yeah, bed style's cool. Um, mm-hmm. Congrats on not being there. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, so when I met Sarah, I knew Sarah was into the Reich stuff because Sarah, you had just finished. Can you? I don't want to get it wrong. What were you an artist in residence, or you were in a residency there? I was the resident um, slash intern, and then I kind of I was the first person in the program, so I kind of made it an art thing. Um, I'm a trained printmaker and paper maker, and so I had a summer-long um, paper-making project that I did on the museum campus. Hell yeah. Which I can do uh, if you want me to, because I can 
chat about it for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, words. So you can make paper out of virtually any plant material. And so what I did is my first time in Maine, and it has a very unique ecosystem up there. And also Oregon, the um, campus, which is where Reich lived and worked and eventually, well, he didn't die there, but. He's buried. He is buried there. It's true. Um, I made it or buried with his bones. The bones are in the ground and there's a, yeah. He's a skeleton. He's a skeleton now. Skeleton. Yeah. Bones in the ground. Is he the Oh, no, I, said I wouldn't make the fourth Reich joke, so I won't. But- <laughs> okay, yeah, I would like to avoid that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a skull yeah, and bones. Um, Jesus Christ. Okay, so I am. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to, no worries. Over you. Are those, Sam and Ben, were you more. Were, are, are you. Do you consider, like, are you patients? Are you. Or was your experience there the same? Like, were you artists in residence? No. I was the first in the program. Um, okay. Last summer was the first time they offered it. Wait, yeah, how is you guys can pass it. It sounds better. Yeah. Do we if you, if you talk into the mic, it sounds best. So, yeah, if you guys can keep going that way. Okay. So if someone has something to say, just, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So Talking to the... We'll go back to Sarah just to... Um, Ben, did you visit the campus as well? Yeah, I've been a few times. My last time there was 2018, and I presented, and it went terribly. Uh, was that as an academic, like you had a paper there? Not as academic as that like weird-ass fringe community gets. There, yeah, so, as you said... The other A word, it was more an autistic interest. Is yeah. it is Wilhelm Reich not really welcomed in academia, would you say? Or no. no. More, more so than like Theosophy or Rudolf Steiner? Because I know Rudolf Steiner has a bit of a presence. Yeah, I, I'd say, I mean, Reich was kind of maligned. Um, for his entire career, and you know he died in prison. Um, right. His oh, books see, were that's burned, fun. and his archives were sealed until 2007. So, I mean, many of his works were not available um, except to like you know a very small group of people uh, up until. I think it was the late 80s that like most of the stuff was republished and then the archives were not available uh, until 2007 for people to do serious academic research. Ooh. And that to be said, Althusser killed his wife and died in prison actually, but he's still quite academically studied. Um, and just to, and we'll jump right back to you, Sarah. Sam, was your... You stayed there on a... How would you describe your time at the center? Um, I went for a conference. They have a yearly conference in the summer. So I went with Ben, um, and we stayed at this place called the Tamarack, which... What is the Tamarack? Like, what is that even? Uh, a, tam- a Tamarack is the first pine tree that grows in a swamp. <laughs> no, but, like, what's oh. the... <laughs> 
Oh, no, for oh. sure. But like, what's that? It, Tamarack is the name of the house where Reich lived in Rangeley, Maine. It's right across the street from his laboratory. Sorry, I said there. He did he name it, or that was like the name existed. Sarah okay. says yes. She's nodding her. She's nodding her head. Yes. Focus. Yes. Yes. So to the kids at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah so i went for a conference um how, i feel like it was like a couple days it's a week long it's a week long it's a week long and yeah it was on for high everyone high. who's high all conference. yeah for everyone who's Which already really excited sorry no, sorry go ahead sorry I was going to surprise Matt, Sharice, and Natalie with getting them tickets. So is this something we can all still go yeah. for a week? Or I, is it like you invite? You can Please buy a ticket, but they're a couple hundred dollars, um, if I may. It's gotten very expensive. Um, you can get the tickets, but the community is very closely knit and everybody knows everybody. And you'd have to find your own lodging in rural Maine. Um, you can camp. You can camp. It's like $20 a night camping. Yeah. You camped like one night. Oh, that's fun. But the museum itself is only open in the summer. So just take note of that. And did, did the three of you know each other at all? Because I've seen you know the same people. No, I mean, we okay. had a lot of people, a lot of connections via people in the Reiki community, like people I met at the conference that they met at the conference X so years ago. Yeah. It's a very, um, it's a very small world of Wilhelm Reich. Yeah. Right. And um, because I'm sure I know Matt's chomping at the bit on being confused. So I'll, I'll give a few little starts to the orange peel. The late great Sigmund Freud once praised Wilhelm Reich, but was also his daughter and other people in the so-called so Vienna societies that also messed with Carl Jung. Um, caused a lot, would you say they caused a lot of trouble for Reich, or did Reich bring it on himself? And also, wasn't his ideas, wasn't there a madman narrative that featured it? Because I th I thought there was like a little Madman homage. I haven't watched a lot of Madman, but have you seen any episodes? None. There's I've been thinking of watching it. But I don't that know. John Hamm is a handsome devil, though. It's good. Yeah. It's you'll see. Uh, Isn't it like suits, but like in the fifties? Yeah. Well, they invent. I I was always Mad like, Man's well, that's really fucking good. bullshit. Because it makes them like these ad geniuses and i'm like they're just selling cigarettes like how hard is that they're addictive but people are like no it's really good and it's all like uh, edward bernays is this talking about mad men this whole time yeah i love Christine. <laughs> no i haven't that seen mad men so right? i could be confused about that too unless unless there's a wilhelm reich uh plot is there or was i mistaken Oh, that Wait, a plot? What do you? Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> that question was really all over the place. Like, what? What was the question? Oh, well, I mean, like, I thought that um, what's his name, John Ham, season two. No, John Ham, the womanizing monster, who's uh, also a stolen valor expert. Sorry, spoilers. But uh, I thought he went to Wilhelm Reich's retreat. I thought he was there. 
like the actor or the character? In the in the show. I thought that there's an episode where he's at the same retreat you're at. Nah. I don't know. We'll, skip, uh, <laughs> we'll skip past that. I can't I answer the question that I think you started to ask, but we can also just go on. I don't really know what's going no, on. You, you already answered it. We know that uh, it has nothing to do with Mad Men. <laughs> know, ben, that you, uh, you really wanted to embarrass that, me, though, but we'll... Yeah, I was going to sleep. Yeah. Well... Yeah. To circle so, back, I would love to speak about um, <laughs> Reich and Freud's relationship because it's a very interesting yeah, story. Yeah. Um, I would love. That's to an interesting pronunciation. That. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> See, they've made their own little. You think through the letters. Yeah, we have a but, pigeon uh, language. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like. So, uh, anyways, go ahead. You're asking about Freud and Reich's relationship. That's like the basic. Well, one. yeah, Sarah decided I should, so let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but Sarah says goes, man. I don't know. Listen, you said I was the ringleader of this. Uh-huh. I, I'm taking charge. Well, Oof. right. Well, first, contact this Freud. This is Sarah's thought. Whoever the spokesperson is, I thought you decided. I have no clue. No, no, okay. I'm de- I, t- I watched Tucker Carlson. You know how I love him. Uh, but <laughs> let's just, You're let's a just collect ourselves. <laughs> let's just get our Oregon, our Oregon yeah, together. Fight. Right? I'm interested in fighting. What is fighting? <laughs> 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 is Wilhelm Reich? Isn't, is Primal Scream on? different than Wilhelm Reich? What? You know, Primal Scream? Primal Scream Therapy? It's like There's a, a relationship. Yeah, the guy who yeah. I think it was Fritz Perls. Yes, um, right. he attended I think some like conferences at Organon, so he had oh, yeah. some association, there but was, he kind of um, went rogue. There was a primal therapist. There was a primal therapist at, li- at last conference um, where I was, and it was. Um, it didn't sound like a lot of fun to me. Screaming? No, there's a lot of psychos that are into Reich. We're like the more normal so kinds of people. It's, like honestly, it's so funny because when you oh, yeah. screaming, I was like, "That sounds interesting. Like I want to do that." And you're like, "No, <laughs> no, 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 no." The this one therapist had to like invest thousands in soundproofing his office. Mm. Mm. They all do the organomists. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, need soundproofing. Like my that. my doctor just has two doors and a little pillow he puts under it. Well, okay. <laughs> That's an investment. He's doing it right. Hell now. yeah! I, I respect him they tremendously. They must be nice pillows. <laughs> yeah. Sound- no, it's- oh, oh, I have a yeah. question. Oh, go ahead. Not to sound ignorant, but does that like is the practice mostly surrounded like around screaming? Not well. The primal. Yeah, yeah. So primal, Reich's different. Yes, yeah. but not traditional Reiki therapy. I right. am. In, um, I'm in traditional Reiki therapy right now. I have been for about four or five months. Um, I switched over from talk therapy when I moved to the city because I decided this would be, at the very least, an interesting experience and you know getting to know Reich's work a little better on the personal level. Um, I haven't screamed yet, but I have like what. Not yet. Uh, I, I'm, I'm I'm very armored. <laughs> um, supposedly. Could you for us? Cervical block. I'm what? sorry. Could you for us here today? Do you think? 
Listen, I don't know. I'm okay with it, but you know. I'd rather not, but um, if I have another drink or two, possibly we'll yeah. see. Okay, Reach okay. for the we'll sky. See how the Are you goes. asking for another drink? Is that your way? Well, I was about, for I was about to ask. I'm gonna I was about to ask directly. Yeah, okay. Thank you. This is it's coming. It's definitely our best episode. I'm loving it so far. So, <laughs> what I think. <laughs> what I think it is is because I watched the Adam Curtis Century of the Self, which uh-huh. is super sick. I recommend it. It's on YouTube. But Reich was uh, the first was one thinking. after <laughs> Young and Freud. Um, I think that led to it. So you can uh, take it away from the relationship with Freud. Is that wait? What do you think that's close? That Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung were the first breakthrough. They were modern psychologists from the Vienna School that popularized in um, America, like from the 50s on to the counterculture, there was this interest in new psychology. There was also R.D. Lang with the anti-psychiatrists. But uh, Wilhelm Reich, he's, he was the first one after Jung and Freud to kind of like get a, get a new approach going do you think that's true or not uh, i mean i think reich definitely developed his own you know form of psychotherapy body oriented psychotherapy you know from his time in psychoanalysis i mean the the kind of like theoretical underpinning of orgone therapy is like completely rooted in classical <laughs> psychoanalytic <laughs> 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 very serious uh, that's a good point to make. It is very, it is very classically oriented. It's very Freudian therapy. Like from personal experience, I, have, I have to lay down on a bed and talk about my feelings. Yeah. Okay. So there's the ca- the chaise lounge still. Uh, it's, it's a, a pretty sturdy. It needs to be sturdy because you kick bed. and punch and scream and shit. Yeah. Okay. So it is like about letting everything out. It, it is. It. I, like I that's mean, that's weird. one way of putting it. It's. I mean, it's about dissolving, yeah, you know, characterological blocks uh, through like simulation of emotions, physical simulation of emotional expression. Meaning, like, uh, well, if I uh, can yeah, let her talk. Well, yeah, I'm. Um, I had this conversation with a coworker today because um, he knew about Reich and was just interested in hearing my firsthand experience in organ therapy. Um, and, um, well, I was speaking about how a lot of the, the book, the body keeps the score and how, um, contemporary popular psychology, people are just starting to realize that the body stores, you know, trauma and lived experiences and mm-hmm. keeping that in yourself, you know, people are doctors or scientists actually, sorry, are starting to discover the links between, um, that and cancer and Reich was speaking about that, um, you know, in the 20s and 30s, and I mean, again, if not fully directly and not accurately, but um, there's a lot of food for thought with Reich, and you have to view him through a very critical lens, but he was onto something sometimes. I think for me, that was like the biggest reason why I got into Reich, was just the connection with the body and the mind, because um, this was like what, like, I don't know, when I got into him, it was probably 2015, and so that was just like just coming out, the connection of like trauma in the body and in, and in relation to the mind. Um, and so being able to read a thinker that was doing that in like the 30s and 40s was like really um, satisfying. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, you know, you read the body keeps the score. If you were to read the body keeps the score and then you were to read like character analysis yeah. or the function of the orgasm, which is kind of like his scientific autobiography, like the first half of like uh, the development of his thought. Um, you, I mean, I, I think you can't help but be struck by the similarities between what Reich is describing and what Bessel van der Kolk talks about. That, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's um, the body keeps the score is one the kids at home might that might be their lodestone, their guiding point because lodestone. there's a lot of podcasts <laughs> that talk about it yeah it's an archaic yeah. phrase but um Lo- there's like uh the the, the perfume there's this perfume fellow who likes um a book very good book about the science of scent turin and he also likes the body keeps the score uh body keeps the score also introduces attachment theory <laughs> which is blaming your parents for everything because you're a coward um and also that's what retinal retinal hypnotization uh the but also that that guy he was dutch and that's highly suspicious as a dutchman myself um but it was like yeah so it was that those three combos but reich is known i feel like the main takeaway right is that he's the most would you say he's the most like which is hard to say with freud but is he more sexual than freud or what's What's the relation there? Yeah, I mean, Reich uh, continued with the sexual aspects of psychoanalysis. He continued to emphasize that at a time when psychoanalysis was turning away or de-emphasizing the sexual. You know, Reich kept with the... Um, well, are you familiar with like Freud's metapsychology? I'm, I know of, like, the pathologies and, like, the taboo. Um, as far as the metas, not not deeply, no. If you wanted to summarize it, that would, I think that would be helpful. Yeah, so um, the first – so there are three um, components to the metapsychology. One is the libidinal economic model. The other is the topographic model. And the third is the structural model. The libidinal economic model being about, you know, um, energy in the body, libidinal energy and um, the ways in which the fluctuations of libidinal energy in the psyche uh, influence or determine psychopathology. Then there is the topographic model, which is conscious, preconscious, unconscious which he outlines in the interpretation of dreams. And then the structural model is... The, the later development from the 20s of the id-ego and super-ego. So that's like kind of the basics of it. And Reich stuck with the first model, the oh, libidinal economic model, at a time when psychoanalysis was shifting its emphasis to the structural model and the synthetic functions, the... the, um, the uh, I don't want to be too jargony here, but I already am. Go ahead. Don't worry about it. Shifting its focus to ego and defense, mm-hmm. um, which is not like an yeah. abandonment of the sexual aspects of psychoanalysis, but is a um, 
again, like a de-emphasis or a shifting away from that. Um, and this Reich believed was being done or was happening at a time when psychoanalysis was trying to formalize itself as an international institution, also with the rise of national socialism. Um, they were trying to save themselves from being stomped out um, for being, you know, um, dirty sexu sexual Jews. Yeah. Right. And Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. I mean, I'm just thinking about, um, I only recently found out Reich's relationship with Viktor Frankl and the um, sex clinics oh. in Vienna. Um, and then he wrote Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah, one of my favorite essays, yes. And that, uh, Natalie, our friend Brant really likes that one, I know. Because um, Frankl was in the concentration camps, and then he wrote that. And that was one of the first, like, pop psychology bestsellers. Yeah, I of, mean, uh, the, the point of the essay really is that Frankl was, you know, a respected psychoanalyst in Vienna and then a uh, Jew. And I believe it was like a month or two after he married his wife, they were put in the camps. And he was in Auschwitz for four years and survived. Mm -hmm. And he was left with this question of, wait, why, did, why didn't we suffer a psychogenic death? Why did we keep trying? Why did we have acts of kindness towards each other when we were facing, you know, pretty certain death? Why, why did we keep going on? And, I mean, the answer to that is very, very simply put, love. Um, and I'm, I'm trailing on. But, um, no, <laughs> sorry, I had a long sorry. shift today. Um, no, I mean, I just think um, about, I don't know. I'm going to pass it to Ben. I think he's a little more knowledgeable than I am. What is the question? About what? Yeah, what are we talking about? <laughs> You're talking about, about Reich the... and Frankel and how they were um, yeah. associates. And that's something interesting to me, that connection. Oh, I never read that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Then, then, no. we, um, we're really inviting our listeners because we respect their autonomy to do their own research. They'll probably do what I did, which is check YouTube to try and do a crash course. And what comes up at the top is uh, Reich's anti-fascism essays, which are covered on that. And that is like the response to national socialism. What's interesting is there's a fellow named Nick Land who created concepts of accelerationism that are big on the internet. And he used a book by a man named Leotard who had a book called The Libidinal Economy. And that's out of the French socialist scene. And it was considered quite controversial in that it was like, he referred to it as his evil book and it kind of became this like... It was libidinal energy related to economy, but what the fuck? to not stray too far. No, it's uh, uh, you don't have to say what the fuck. It's a uh, that's a it's a how do you relate the economy to he, the no? So Leotard refers to a, himself as the evil book. He's like, this was my evil book. He actually disowned it later, and it made uh, Deleuze and Guattari not want to hang out with him. So this is the fun thing about libidinal energy is it it gets you in trouble because well Reich himself <laughs> wound up in jail. What do you mean? The violence do get you in trouble. It it has this tendency to get into controversial territory. 
Because, well, <clears throat> I can't speak for Reich's uh, jail time, but I hope you guys can illuminate. I just know that the libidinal economy is based on these drives that are like the human sexual drives of the libido and that it the way that uh, the leotard wrote this book intending it to he was interested in like going past marxism to explain using like the organic drives and all i know is that people were able to steer it into a more controversial direction but that is like taking us out into the weeds i think that what's important is reich fleshes out these energies of the first focus and i could be wrong it could be um but i guess we should recenter ben as you said reich focuses on the libidinal energy ideas of freud so we'll just back up to what are those books by Reich that address that aspect of? Well, if I may tune in um, momentarily before you answer, if that's all right. Thank you. Um, I think it's just important to note before we go into um, Reich's relationship with sex to note that Reich wasn't saying he is the person who coined the phrase, um, the sexual revolution. This man was obsessed with sex and it's true. He fucked. This man fucked and sucked. Um, He's fucking and sucking and Oh my god, yeah, he's doing cuckoo banana. Um Good for him. Yeah, exactly, that rocks. But I do think it's important to note that um Reich's message of the sexual revolution was misconstrued in the sixties as we know the sexual revolution to be. And Reich wasn't saying, Oh, you need to have more sex, but rather you need to have more meaningful sex and more rewarding sex. And um one moment. And no, and to put it with the um, the Soviet sexual youth movement, um, sex should be as regular and as satisfying as a cold glass of ice water on a hot summer day. It should be something regular, but still special. It shouldn't be held on the pedestal or degraded into meaning nothing. But a regular occurrence that is meaningful. So I just wanted to put that out there before we dive into that. Thank you. Um, I'm going to completely digress <laughs> into like nothingness, but um, basically, and, and like, I, I don't know, this was probably like 2018 or 2019. I went on a date with this guy and they were showing a Wilhelm Reich movie at this theater. And I like, which one? I, I can't fucking remember. Like was Lynch it the German? documentary? Like no. Work and knowledge? No. There's the Kevin no. Hinch. No, it wasn't a documentary. Was it the it was German like a, one? The strange, fall the, the strange case of Wilhelm Reich. I think, dude, I don't remember, okay, but no we had them on the loop in the museum. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't like a good one. Like it, they aren't. No, I know, but like this was like okay. So I go. I was like, all right, let's go see this movie. And I heard that it wasn't good, but I was like, how bad could it be? So I go to this. This is like first date with this guy. I'm like, let's go oh, see Wilhelm Reich. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, Wait, well, so that one. Yeah, is yeah. is so he? I don't. Very Yeah, guys, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's be. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just, sorry, I'm just fucking around. Sorry. It's okay. I'm kidding. Uh, no. So I went to see this guy to whatever that movie, and um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that movie. Um, and literally the entire movie is about people just fucking. 
and how they're against like fascism uh, and they're going to get rid of fascism by fucking. And so I was like, this guy is no, this is like his first understanding of me. Uh, so after the movie, I was just like, I, that's not, that's like, that's, that's like, not what it is. That's, that's like not my deal. What? Like, it it wasn't. He was really weird to me after. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I get that. It was weird, and then and then so, uh, then after that, like every the rest of the day was like chill. It was fine. It was good. The next day, he started getting like really kind of I don't know. It was just kind of started being weird for a few days. So I said something yeah. about it, and he was just like, "Well, I just feel like you're a bit too sexually advanced for me." <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> "You know nothing about my sexual history except this dumbass movie." Yeah. Um. So that so, was chill. It was a Czech film from the seventies. What did he expect? Yeah. What did I expect though? Too. Yeah, I'm true. There. Well. No, I mean, it was his suggestion though to go to it. It was, it was absolutely my suggestion. I didn't research this film at <laughs> okay, all. Okay. I was just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, we um, before we started, this is my first time meeting Sam and Ben in person. Um, I came to Sam's apartment not even knowing her name, only her Instagram handle. <laughs> um, and we were speaking about our introductions or like how we discovered Wilhelm Reich, and a lot of people's intro to Reich at least in the 70s, was that movie. And that, you know, really misconstrued message of the 60s. Um, I'm coming to write from, you know, a feminist sexual perspective. I went to a historically women's college, so that, you know, that's a good framework. Um, yeah, they, they well, it's, it's, it's gender diverse now. We can, we can discuss that later. Uh, yeah. But... Um, uh, yeah, it's yeah. That's that's a whole other thing. But um, Wilhelm Reich, right? Wilhelm Reich. Yeah, I completely. Well, no, no, no. I think there is a really interesting link, um, and I think the miss. I, I completely forgot where I was going. Well, you're saying this film is how people got intro- introduced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And when I was working at the museum, people would always ask me how did you figure out this guy? Because, I mean, (laughs) I had three criteria of um, people that came to the museum over the summer, and it was, you know, orgomaniacs, little Reikians on their mecca, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) people who had been dreaming of coming to Organon for years, you know, since the 60s or 70s, and were finally there, and were just so excited and bouncing off the walls. Then there were people who came to Rangeley. You know, it's a beautiful town in Maine, famous for its lakes and fly fishing. Famous. Uh, quote unquote. Well, in the fly fishing community, apparently it is. Wow. Yeah, I know who would have guessed. Wow. But um, <laughs> but no, no, no. What would happen is that there would be a rainy day. It was an abnormally rainy summer, and these people would go on the Rangeley Town website and be like, "What is there to do here that isn't outdoors?" And they'd see the weird sex museum and be like, "Okay, it's ten dollars admittance. Let's check it out." <laughs> so you know, they'd politely look around and politely listen to all the audio tour, and then not really be into it or laugh at the word orgasm and that was the experience or my third what's in the sex museum well it was reich's laboratory and home um and so there are some of his inventions um one of my roles there i was working with the executive director david silver wonderful guy um the museum hadn't been changed since it was open (laughs) Opened in 1960, I believe. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and so David and I went about in the summer of 2023 restructuring the museum and, you know, quote, bringing it into the 21st century. And so we had Reich's um, full library on display. We had um, his reel to reel with some personal recordings playing. Um, we had his Oregon accumulators. You can go and sit inside of one, and I'm sure we'll discuss what an accumulator is later. Um, books about Reich, books by Reich, you know, the factoid that Reich's books were burnt by both the Nazi party and the U.S. government, which is something I think about a lot. It's a distinction. It is a distinction, yes, sir. Um, there's a lot. Um, also, Reich's paintings, which are... <laughs> I remember some, like, really large erections on, like, some of those paintings. The painting of Christ. Christ yeah, has yeah. a heart on, yes. <laughs> um, it's, it's phenomenal. We used to... Um, <laughs> I tried to get David to print postcards of them. It didn't happen in my time. But um, the third and final and my least favorite, you know, average guest of the Wilhelm Reich Museum were hippy-dippy people with vague conceptions of energy and strong feelings on vaccines and 5G. They were the smallest group, but they were there. Um, mm. But... Most people, when they came to the museum, especially if they weren't, you know, hardcore Reikians, would ask. They'd see me there and be like, why is there a child here? Why is there a woman here? Yeah. How did you get into this? Why are you here from another state? And, um... <laughs> As if you're from fucking Maine. So, I'm not from Maine. I'm from, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, that's what's up. That's what's up. Okay. Thank you. First, we were saying like the Reich Center, and then the word sex museum. Is that how it's like colloquially known? Or yes. was he like, this is a sex museum? Well, this I don't know how to do main accents, but yeah, it's, mm. um, the locals call it the sex museum or like the Reich Museum or sometimes the William Museum. Um, mm. But that's what I picked up. But um, no, I discovered during my summer there, my introduction to Reich was kind of an abnormal one. Um, which I can go into, but I feel like I've been hogging the mic. So. Wait, I just want to know. So is it, would you say it's worth visiting or like? Uh, let's say an answer. Uh, yeah. Say yeah. No, that's chill. Uh, I, I would say no, unless you like, unless <laughs> you like, crazy. I, it's sorry, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Like, no, because it's, it's worth it if you're like a fucking dork. And you're into it. Fuck you. Man. Like for me, yeah. no, for me, I loved it. But if I'm just a random person who knows nothing about Reich, like why? No, yeah. no, no. I mean, don't go. Sure. Nah, it's not an impressive museum by any means. Well, the range may I? It's, it's a, like it's a wait, pretty. Nice wait, 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 wait. If not, I may interject, no, please, please. the um, <laughs> the museum has been redesigned since they were there, and it is more impressive. But again. It is a self-funded museum in a rural area. It is not, you know, like going to the Met or the Whitney or anything. It is funky and full of character and weird. <laughs> um, but again, I agree with Sam. Only if you're really into Reich. Again, I mean, I lived in Western Mass when I got the residency. 
And it was a five hour drive from there. Most of it being back roads. It's yeah. not an easy place yeah. to get to, yeah. you know, like if it were in Chicago or New York or, you know, any major metropolitan city, I would say definitely go for it. But again, it's hard to get to, and you'd have to invest a lot of time and money into doing it, into yeah. getting there. Go camping. Right. Go camping. Go I mean, camping. I was lucky enough to live on the museum grounds for four months. Um, they converted one of the buildings, the back room, into a bedroom for me. They bought me a king size bed, which was crazy. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I know. I want to change my answer. Okay. <laughs> I want to change my answer, actually. I think, I think, no, you shouldn't visit it. But at the, same, at the same time, like sitting in an Oregon accumulator. You got to do that? That's just sick, dude. It yeah. rocks. Yeah. It's, weird it's really interesting like i don't know i went in i went in the one that was like the orgone room in the orgone accumulator yeah, I, I lived, and i did I that, that, to that every night. that's nuts i and that is yeah it's weird oh sorry keep going it's it, no i mean it's just the the there's something to it yeah which is weird like yeah. i was in there for the i think the second time me too but the second time i was in there well you were there for a couple months which is crazy Four months, yeah um, but the second time I went in there, I was like in there for like 30, 40 minutes, yeah. which is not normal. That's not a that's thing a that anyone no, 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 should no, 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 do. No, it's supposed to be 15 time. minutes. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to fucking, <laughs> I'm just going to go nuts. I'm so I just sat and you're just like sitting in the darkness, like with nothing. Well, you could like, there's a faint blue. Gray. I felt well, really not good after. I'm well, um, Wilhelm, Wilhelm Reich's patient, um, William Steig, the author of Shrek, um, as you may know him, that's what? his best-known word. Yo, um, yo, because <laughs> Steig was also my introduction. Hey, this is very interesting. Yeah, I had Steig- no idea Shrek comes in. Because- well, yeah, Shrek, Shrek's a part of the. Um, he's a part of the Reichian community. Um, Steig was also we my noticed? introduction to Reich, no his artwork. But because um, there's always been like. Shrek material related to fucking. There's a famous like uh, <laughs> meme well, about like I feel Shrek enter me. This is like yeah, that was very popular in like 2016. Uh, well, no, one my yeah, one of the best things Shrek. I saw at Oregonon was I was in Tamarack, which was Reich's personal home. It's now rented out by the museum as an Airbnb. It's lovely. Um, I thought that was Scotland's version of the Christ child was Shrek, honestly. But um, this is why this is why the Betaverse is such a learning. Piece. He's got those <laughs> big, like phallic ears too. That's about. But straight up made that up. They have a giant Shrek doll <laughs> in the Airbnb that used to be Reich's home, and I don't know if it's on purpose or not. But it yeah, rocks. Hell yeah. Oh, wow. But yeah. you've seen the original drawings of Shrek. It's a bit more like disturbing. But yes, I haven't. But um, I didn't know that part. That's an yeah. We should pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> I just get it. I'm on but, it. Yeah. Um, oh, that guy's still here. Yeah, yeah. yeah Matt's been but silent. He's our nah, like uh, our Jamie of like Joe Rogan. He'll yeah. like, he'll get some visuals going. I think. But just oh, to, I don't like just to, I because. Sam knows the format more. Like the Betaverse is not like this academic uh, <laughs> podcast no, no, until no, no, now. That's all the Steig drawing. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Concept art for Shrek. That's sick, dude. That does rock. Yeah. Yeah. He does try because, to be um, voiced by Chris Farley, and then he died. Yeah. Right, right. 
It's very and sad. there's all the rumors about Hollywood and sex, so that like to show children this like. Anyways, we're not going down that. He's an extremely <laughs> sexual <laughs> character. I'm like interested in where I you're wanna, going with this. No, I go on. Really, sure that you uh, Google this is your Shrek, the original. Yeah, yeah. Here's where I'm, here's where I'm going with it. Is like I knew about the Orgone accumulator, which will define because that's like the part that stuck with me. I forgot a lot of this like fuck mythology on it. But I knew he yeah, had like this like thing. I saw yeah. it as like a wooden refrigerator made out of crystals that you like. I did think he like jacked off inside it and got magic powers. Yeah. But what was cool was Sarah, you had um done the you had done some tapestries and I was like, Oh, that's really cool. Was, and then Sam had posted quilt. about It was a quilt. Right. And um and Sam had that the around the same time you had posted like uh, memories from your time there, and I was like, "Oh, these two people that's a have lie. this in common." Nathan, that's not no, what happened. True. I did not post about my memories from there. I, I don't actually rem- I would never post. About- I don't think I've ever posted about it. But I feel like I'm in a dream. I don't <laughs> know you. How would I know you like right though? I think we just started talking. I don't know why we started talking about it. I actually have no mm-hmm. idea, but I don't think I posted about it. Did I? That's crazy. I think, I think you did in stories, like Maybe just affirmation. And Honestly, I was like, hey. I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, but that's no, how I like. It. Got it. Yeah. I was like, because I was talking, I had just met you, and you had posted, like, oh, this was from my residency there. And I was like, oh, these two have this yeah, experience no. there. I remember you followed me like a week before I headed up there and that's how we started chatting because you posted mm-hmm. like we're going to accumulate your meme or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I reached out. I was like, wait, I work there. <laughs> that is yeah. where I live. Yeah. And um, I just knew it from Adam Curtis and I knew he was like, I was like, oh yeah, that's the guy who's crazier than young and young is crazier than a boiled owl. So I knew it was like fun stuff, but I also love um, Wild Country, the Netflix documentary with like Osho. And there's, do you think he's like a misappropriation or fulfillment? Like that kind of like, he was more like manipulating it as a cult, Mm -hmm. but they also had their controversial video, I think in the seventies of like, what was going on there, but, um, are you about to light up a cigarette indoors? Yeah. Yeah. I've been, well, I've been smoking indoors this whole time. That's so cool. That's really Montreal cool. doesn't sell flavored vapes anymore. That's so. fucked up. What do they taste like? What kind of cigs you This, this tastes like cigarettes because they don't sell menthols either. But mm. what do the vapes taste like? Cigarettes that I used to smoke. I like the mint vapes way more than smoking. And now I'm like nicotine's very strong. What is what is like unflavored vape taste like? Oh, very gross. I'd rather smoke cigarettes. Does it taste like but, air? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've never had an unflavored vape. You've never vaped. I've had I've vaped before. I've never had an unflavored vape. Also, to be fair, I just don't really vape. I like take my friends vape, but I don't I don't vape really. Yeah. No, I liked vaping way more than cigarettes. I quit cigarettes as soon as I could get a mint flavored vape. But yeah. I didn't want to smoke a cigarette flavored vape. I'd rather smoke a cigarette than that. 
They had so some like, real interesting flavors with vapes, though. They had like a cherry watermelon vape that got me addicted to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and I think that's the Quebec government argued it was like too addicting, so they got rid of them. I think it was big tobacco interfering. But why not just do like old people flavors, like cranberry what? or something? Uh, Mint. That would be nice. I thought that was kids old aren't gonna be out buying like fucking like raisin vapes, you know? <laughs> but so yeah, we can. Um, I think we can still go back to. So the orgone accumulator. We knew that Wright yeah. coined the word. Are you allowed to vape in the orgone accumulator? I don't know. That's a crazy I question. So. I feel like no, but like you could try. Would it fuck with your life energy? Wait, re-vaping in the Oregon accumulator. Um, you're not supposed to bring machinery into the accumulator because yeah. <laughs> supposedly it can, you know, kind of mess up the energy vibration. And there's also Reich saying a sacred saying there's a certain sacredness to the accumulator, and one shouldn't smoke inside of it. Yeah. Mm. So that man loved his cigarettes until his first heart attack. Mm. So is it just after the heart attack? He had two heart attacks. Um, One he survived and then stopped smoking. Second one was in Harrisburg prison in Lewisburg. Thank you, prison Mm. in Pennsylvania where he died. It killed him. Is it is it just that smoking is like particularly culturally profane? Or is there is there something specifically to the smoke in the air that's gonna fuck with your essence? I think and it was just like you hotbox yourself with fucking sick. Yeah, like it's a <laughs> hotboxing the box the accumulator. I think he was saying yeah, just like yeah. logistically it wouldn't be good because I mean a lot of Reiki therapy is about breath work, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and smoking interferes with that. But again, Reich was a heavy smoker for most of his life, so is, who is knows? Related to like. The diaphragm, like yoga and also acting methods are a lot of like well, breathing acting, exercises. My therapist told me this the other day when, um, you know, when you're warming up for an acting exercise and you do the ha, 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 ha. He claimed that Reich came up with that. Okay. So I know. This is where I it's know, like. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I, I'm not standing one way or the other, but I'm saying. That's, that's I'm, I'm going to drop, by the way, because I'm hungry. I'm going to go eat. But, uh, All right. Y'all Thank have you a good night. True time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are you going to eat? Thai. Nice. Yeah. Good choice. Okay. Very nice. And, um, night, y'all. Nice seeing you. Because we have the word sexual revolution, and then I feel like people would assume Kinsey came up with that, I think, in hindsight. But... Is is the orgone accumulator already defined then, or that's later on in his practice? When was the sexual revolution written? Do you know? You're talking about the Reich. The Reich book. Um, I, I think know. that's before he moved to the states, so probably in the early thirties, mid thirties. So the Nazis are already mad at him about the sex stuff. Everyone's really mad at him about all the sex stuff. And the jewelry. Can you hold the mic closer as well, please? Yeah, the juice stuff. Wait, what? Can you hold the mic closer? Everyone's really mad at Reich about the sex stuff the whole time. (laughs) 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 
it it was a but phantom that followed him across many countries because um, he started in Germany or Austria, and then he went mm-hmm. led the Nazi party to Norway, where then he got kicked out for being sex guy, and then he came <laughs> to the United States in the height of McCarthyism, and then then oh so he came to the United States in the fifties no or no sorry I um. Came to the states in the the late forties. No, mid forties. Came in like uh, maybe forty, nineteen thirty nine, nineteen forty. Okay, and do you, why do you think the United do you think the United States associated him more with? How was he able to get in if they got upset? Were, were they like, oh, this is uh, Freud's guy? We like Freud because of Bernays? Or he had some, was it? He had some students who vouched for him, and uh, he actually was a professor at the New School yes. in New York when he first got here. Yes. Is that Parsons? Parsons is, is a part of the New School. They have a lot of sub... Parsons is a part of the new school. They have a lot of, like, sub-schools. It's like a conglomerate. Suzette Parsons. Yeah, he's at Parsons. He's teaching um, Fashion 101. Um, Really? He lived in Forest Hills, right? He did live in Forest Hills, and that's where he first discovered Orgon Energy. It's true. Sweetie, you got to hold the mic closer when you talk. All right, babe. Show business. Is it okay that he's talking to you like that? You make me feel like a slut. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I didn't mean to. No, it's okay. What were you saying? (laughs) I I wanted uh, you to be heard better because it it was coming quiet through the microphone. Whatever you want, babe. Ooh. What do you want from me right now? <laughs> I'm all yours. You want Tell to some jokes? How's everyone doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we want to. How's everyone doing? How we feel? We want to break. I'm a little bit sick at the moment. I don't know if I sound super bad. Oh, buddy, this whole thing is a break. No, you sound good. That's good. You say jump. Yeah. I ask how high. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> can, you do a, can you spin the camera around and give us some jumping jacks, actually? Spin the camera yeah. around and do some... Well, I don't know. You look like you're sitting down. I don't know if there's room. I need to see your yeah. face before I can see you. Can we get a push-up circle going? I need Man. to see Show what face, you look like. Man. Yeah, I don't have a webcam. <laughs> what the fuck? He does live in. So Newfoundland's kind of like oh, it's God, under unfortunate it's circumstances. It's sort of mm-hmm. like what? It's its own country, really. So you we get funding there. for including Matt. No, we don't have have government one. funding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm here. I have a question for the Canadians. Yes. Yes. What is Sasasquashin or whatever? Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah, Saskatchewan. yeah. I used to be really into um, Uncle Adams, and I still don't fully understand what. What's Uncle Adams? Yeah, what's Uncle Adams? <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one who knows about this. Okay, I thought, I thought, 
Oh, no, 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 it's just like a very internet thing. Y'all know him? I'm around. He's from Canada. He's from Sasquatch. Like he's from... Wait, I'm gonna look it up. Sasquatch, Canada, and he's like a wannabe motivational rapper that is like $200,000 in Canadian debt. Can I get a beer, Sam? And, um, yeah. he wrote a song... He, he writes about like depression and anxiety, even though he's never experienced it himself. Oh, he looks very... fucked. Yeah. Matt, can you pull up a photo of him? I, I sure can. Yeah. Curious what he looks like. But he's yeah. This Uncle this drunk is Shrek. I wonder. If yeah, he's yeah. Yes. Wow. Um, he probably is. His girlfriend left him because of his failing motivational rap career. There we oh. are. That's my, <laughs> That's my oh, man. That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> no, not what I was expecting either. You know what that looks like? It kind of looks like if Matt and I's faces are merged together. It's kind of like with that. Holy shit. Check out this like. shirt. It's yeah. his unk possible. Yeah, Wait, um, he looks oh. like... Yeah, he looks like he looks Trixie Mattel out of drag. You're so right, Natalie. That's incredible. Great <laughs> observation. Um, but yeah, he's from Sasquatch, Canada, and I just want to know what the vibe of that is. Oh, yes. There's an uh, Uncle First Wiki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's deep lore on him. Mm. Uh, he ha- he's been inactive for like two years because I think he got bullied enough. Um, he... The needle drop. Anthony Fantano interviewed him and he got really mad and called him. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, Canada has a lot of uh, lol cows, including myself. And then there's a uh, Will Blunderfeld, the guy who drinks pee. He's from oh, BC. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Where in BC? And uh, <laughs> I don't know. All I know is, is no one knows. Will Blunderfeld no, no, is very no. intimately. The state oh yeah, this guy. From, or the if he drinks. Oh sorry. Well, because you said Sasquatch, but that's like the mytho- mythological creature. But we have Squamish, which I believe is in BC, and then there's Saskatchewan, yes. and there's. Wait, I'm not sure if he's from Squamish. Like? It's it's um the lore about it is you. It's a place where you can watch your dog run away for three days. <laughs> it's so flat. <laughs> that's Will Blunder. Will looks great there. Wait, he looks that's the like, guy who drinks like... DP? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so um, his skin looks great. He might be onto something. Yeah. He may be. And he's like, he's in real good shape. You know, he's a very, very healthy guy. If he drinks pee, I bet you money that he's from one of the <laughs> Gulf <laughs> Islands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from he's BC. Probably from a. Oh, he's from Vancouver. Yeah. A Canadian that drinks pee. This is just another Canadian. Oh, he knows exactly who um, Gordo is. He's too. a bubble sonner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his big message: is drink pee and sun your um, your root chakra, I believe. But I saw someone Gordo, running in yeah. speech last year. Really? Yeah, for real. It was nuts. <laughs> I, I was like, I respect it. Yeah, because that's a yoga position. It's probably called like I don't know. Nah, he was definitely stunning. Like his ass was into was up in the sun. Like the hole was in the air. Yeah, I've right. been doing that a lot. That's what he's doing right now. Actually. I just respect that <laughs> but, level of like just being just so deranged in public. I respect that. Yeah, I yeah. respect the sincerity. 
you know? It's crazy. I think a lot of people, again, kind of turning back to Reich, a lot of people are afraid of themselves. This guy with yeah. his asshole up in the air was not afraid of himself, and I respect that to some degree. Yeah, he looks like an unregistered sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> we might get a lawsuit from, uh, well, Canada's, I don't know if we might be safe. We're probably safe. I don't think mm-hmm. people under- I think he is completely innocent, despite what everyone else has said. <laughs> but, um... I just called him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Despite the allegations, I think Will Blunderfield. Personally, I think he's innocent. I understand why well, he's not. I think he's a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's a good boy. But he just loved PP. Yeah. He loved PP. The allegations side of things. What brought Reich into his incarceration? Was that? Yeah, you should cover that. That makes me sad. Yeah, it's it's sad. It's very sad. Um, So, I think it was in, like, 48, this woman, Mildred Brady, who was a member of the Communist Party, wrote a salacious article, or a handful of salacious articles about Reich. I have a clipping of five of them in my bedroom. Yeah. Uh, So... (laughs) What that what that likely says is that like is all that. all. <laughs> no, I found it at Orkanaw, and I asked David to fucking have it. He said, "Yeah." I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Should I just let the ambience? Like, no, 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 no. We will we'll so, fix it in post. Yeah, yeah. So Mildred Brady wrote these articles about Reich um, that are like. Uh, this guy is a sex freak. You come in the orgone box, they, you know, and they make you dick hard. One who's like, they're jacking off in there. They're, they're jacking off. off. They're all fucking each other. They're all sick freaks. And so, like, this reached the desk of the FDA. <laughs> and the yeah, FDA was God. like, damn. Oh, oh, specifically, specifically, they were talking about the, um, the cancer stuff, which, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, that's that's a tough one. Um, Reich believed that the organ accumulator can shrink the size of cancer, of, of tumors. May I yeah. Okay. Common misconception is that he said the organ accumulator would cure cancer. He never said that. He saw it more of as a preventative measure. Whether or not this thing works or not, but he was using it in terminal cases. He was yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, it's it's a, it's a very problematic thing. Right. So right. Yes. I don't so, think anyone heard that. I like whispered it to myself. He was okay. only offering the organ accumulator to terminal cancer patients. So there oh, was really? no chance of them being cured of cancer. But the test or the experiment was to see if it could shrink tumors. And, you know, he claims to have had some success in doing that with lab mice. So um, in Mildred Brady's article, she said that the claim is the organ accumulator can cure cancer. And that's what the FDA got mad about. Yeah. So they went to Reich's property and, you know, interviewed him or this this became like a, a huge um, morass for Reich, 
It's it's there's a lot of twists and turns. I'm too drunk to give you every <laughs> well, angle of it. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, Reich's son Peter, who's still alive. Um, I I had the opportunity to meet him. It was wonderful. Um, he wrote a book called Book of Dreams, and I believe the late 60s, and he speaks about the um, arrest of his father and the FDA coming to Oregonon. Kate Bush's song, um, Cloud Busting, is based off of his book, as well as Pat oh, Smith's okay. But continue. I just there wanted to go. say that's a good resource to have. Yeah, it's, it's out of print, so it's hard to access the book, uh, Peter Rex book. There are PDFs online. There are PDFs online. But I also well, think just like... Sorry, go ahead, Nathan. Oh yeah, yeah, and then uh, was there's a British guy named Austin Osmond Spare who was okay. like a sex magician, and I associated cloud busting with him because and he was a guy who did jack off magic. He was like, I'm everybody so should jack off. I don't know anything about that. I'm very interested. I do. I'm a kind mm-hmm. of uh, amateur, but no, I absolutely know <laughs> this. Um, no, he had nothing to do with yeah. cloud busting. That was entirely right. Um, all right. Spare. Yeah. Do you know about Osmond Spare's um, box to be locked away for 20 years after his death? Mm, uh, not that particular. I knew he was a good painter and that the industrial musicians liked him. I found yeah, him from Yeah, yeah Dennis George loved him. Um, no, he mm-hmm. had a box to be locked away until 20 years after his death. I believe it was 20 years. It may be something more or less. And then they opened it. And it was a bunch of BDSM materials and bloody shirts. Again, uh, sex magic. And that's what Genesis yeah. and Robin Gristle really clung on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, yes. Big uh, David Tibet fan. I'd say he's a good person. He's still on Instagram with his cats and uh, publishes occult and uh, horror novels that otherwise would not be out. Well, no. One but, thing I respect about David Tibet is that he went to Lewis Wayne's grave and cleaned it up. And then yeah, he yeah. got in trouble for doing what? so. Oh, really? <laughs> Stop drinking beer if you're drinking. Oh, uh, don't worry man. about it. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, he actually, he was crazy. a big part of uh, Lewis Wayne's paintings being preserved as well as Austin No, exactly, Bears. and that's incredible. And I mean, um, Lewis Wayne's work was very important to diagnosing and understanding schizophrenia today, yeah. Very, very interesting stuff. Because that's one thing I've heard is that people have, um, Adam Curtis in particular kind of alludes that it was schizophrenia that made uh, Wilhelm Reich believe in the orgone body. Like, Adam Curtis kind of, and he's kind of known for this, he'll be like, he'll like, he just said like Reich had these concepts and then went into the orgone box and that was like a kind of a an example of his mad like that he was losing his faculties would be a polite way but do you think the the orgone accumulator stuff is that something that has to be like shooed away or is that like do you think that's part of the the important part of what's good about his ideas well i think it's like um central to orgonomy which is like Mm -hmm. the you know, you want to say the science that Paper. developed. Um, I think it's the hardest to swallow. You know, it's like easily the most, um, it's called controversial. Um, so you can't do away with it in that sense. Um, in as much as it's about 
the discovery of orgone energy. What was the first part of what you said? Just like, is the orgone part, because, um, well, we never really asked, uh, but you guys still are, you still like and participate in the therapies that Wright kind of coined and created is... I mean, I am. Like, I don't know. Do you, yeah. Uh, the yeah, yeah. You can each answer it yourselves. Um, like, do you believe in the, the orgone or do you think it's like a good or a beneficial practice? And that's, this is not from us. Like, I'm not saying it's not. I, just, I don't want it to be like colored in any way. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Um, it's there's something to it. That's like the simplest way I could put it. I no, mean, that's like, the best way. that's the best way. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. There's stuff that orgone therapy can get at that talk therapy can't get at. And there's stuff that talk therapy can get at that orgone therapy can't get at, especially since the vast majority of orgone therapists I've met um, are not that great at talk therapy. I've had two different orgone therapists. I was a patient for probably like four, four years I or so. I would love to know who you saw off camera. Yeah, that's something that we're not going to get yeah, into. Yeah, no, of here. course, of course. But um, there is something to the theory. There's something to the technique. Uh, I was helped by it. Um, it's really powerful. It's kind of crazy, like, what you experience in those sessions. I, I don't know. Like, I could go into some detail, but it's, like, really. Yeah. Without, uh, without it being, like, personal experience, could you describe like what orgone therapy is like? Is it like yeah. sensory deprivation or no, what's the practice? No. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think like a center point to it is a breathing technique that's not um, diaphragmatic breathing. It's about like uh, expanding and contracting the torso. Yeah, uh, basically hyperventilating. That's basically what it is. They get you to hyperventilate to like um, induce a higher energy state. And then they might physically manipulate your body, um, trying to release muscle groups. There's like essentially like seven uh, emotionally significant areas of the body, as the theory goes, that align with the chakras. Um, so that's just kind of an interesting parallel. But, um, you know, the idea is that you um, release this chronic muscular tension and experience emotions um, more fully. Yeah. And oftentimes when you have a really big release, a physical, a bioenergetic release, uh, a, a repressed memory will spontaneously come to mind. Yeah. And that's oh, kind yeah. of like one of the craziest things about it to me. That like by releasing this muscular tension through this like really at times like extreme or insane like I can't imagine like it's you not know being a fly on the wall it looks it looks insane you're kicking and screaming mm -hmm. yeah yeah I'm just talking in circles so go ahead no no it's okay no I was I just um I think just like on a basic level like I haven't done um, any therapy like Reiki and therapy but I can say just on like a basic level like. Uh, the idea that there's this orgone energy. So this orgone energy is kind of like, quote unquote, like a life force energy. And the whole, the whole idea 
is that it's based on expanding and contracting the pulsating energy. And I think that you can, um, like when you think about anything in life, it's kind of like that, like an orgasm, obviously very easy is an expansion and a contracting. Like that's kind of what it feels like, but also just like breathing is, is, you know, in and out, um, laughing, you know, anything is kind of in life, a heartbeat is in and out, you know? And I think that, um, Reich is kind of just in tune with this thing that we, that is just a part of life. Um, and I think that when they're, you know, when in Reiki and therapy, when you're doing like breathing exercises and things like that, and, you know, expanding and contracting parts of your body, it's just a mirroring of, of, of that. Yeah. People <laughs> yeah. who don't know anything. <laughs> and- right. If I can chip in, mm-hmm. I mean, Nathan, your perspective, and I mean, that's not an abnormal one at all, because I mean, most people's understanding of Reich, if any, is, oh, sex box, yeah. you jerk off in the sex box, yeah. and there's yeah. a lot under the surface, and again, it's all very complicated, and the line between truth and falsity is a thin one, but... Um, mm-hmm. No, I mean it's not what you're saying is not abnormal or unexpected at all. And it's it's the energy concept that relegates it to the fringe, yeah. and the fact that again his archives were sealed for fifty years. Right. So it yeah. wasn't until less than twenty years ago that any academic was able to access his papers and do serious wow. research. Like all of, you know, there are these like super insular Reich groups in the United States that have their journals or have their like fucking listservs or whatever, but they're, they don't reach out to anyone. And actually like a lot of these groups, all of them, all of them, which we could get into, but that's like another kind of thread are allergic (laughs) to PR. They are so afraid of anyone contacting them, asking them questions about Reich, because one, they don't want to tarnish their careers. Some of them are academics. Many of them are doctors. Some of the smartest people I've ever met are in the organomy community. They really are like really intelligent people. It's kind of like you don't expect it. And then you go and you're like with like all of these Harvard professors and stuff. And you're like, what is going on? But no one's like, saying it out loud yeah you know so it's really it's very unexpected and then you meet people that are like basically like untriggered psychotic like they're fucking weirdos <laughs> and they're yeah. idiots like yeah it really <laughs> runs yeah. Exactly. Yeah. see Mark, i love this box like i love this box it's so cool i don't like, like the chair um, the, chair. Yeah, the chair varies from model to model. Oh, the chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like Hudson's Bay. It's like a yeah. Mexican blanket meets Hudson's Bay. Mm-hmm. Is there any yeah. specific prescription for the for the chair? Does it have to be of a certain level of cushioning or comfort or certain materials or something? Yeah, it has to be it has to be really comfy. <laughs> That's what Reich says. <laughs> <laughs> crystals or did i make that part up that shit is the new cool. age retard he doesn't like faction okay. uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so we're we're anti-new age retard well yeah like the crystals were invented by a follower of reich after his death who also did a ton of scams you know piggybacking off of reich 
um, fuck the orgone organite stuff. It's not organite, real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we didn't sell them in the museum because of that. Yeah, because it's it's not real and it also harms the image of Reich, which is already right. extremely fragile. Yeah, and that's why asking the crystals. Are. Well, Sorry, it's shifting. Would people do they come asking, asking for crystals? Do you do people? Do people ask, yeah, Some people did, yeah, yeah. I once, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's stories of like real psychos coming to those conferences who are just Girl, like, can I get one? one guy believed that he was like Wilhelm Reich reincarnated oh, oh, yeah, and he yeah. did like an erotic dance. Oh, wow. Everyone at like conference. That might be the guy who broke into the museum as well. Oh, really? Well, there was a guy in the 70s who um, broke into the museum as he believed he was the reincarnation of Reich and um, yeah. tried to get into the archives even though they were not stored at the museum yeah. at that time. They were at Harvard. And yeah, so again, there's a lot of, you know, like when you start talking about energy, you know, you yeah, enter, yeah, yeah. you like, start to cross over with like the mystical, well, which crosses over with schizos. Well, no, and that's the point I made about the third and least favorite faction of the museum visitors, the, the hippy-dippy 5G people. Um, mm-hmm. that weren't very welcome. I met a lady. She was very nice, and she wasn't overtly. Well, you know, there are like the weird ones that are like overtly crazy, and then there are the ones that are like silently crazy. Do you remember? And there was this the vlogger that was there when we were there. I don't. I want to hear about that. Well, oh, lady that I met who. It was like, you know, 80 degrees in the middle of the summer, and she was wearing this like big, like, uh, fucking. What's the kind of jacket that I like? It's like a bar. It was like a barber jacket with like a bunch of like pockets in it. Yeah, like yeah. an itchy roll. It, like, it was like July, and oh, she was wearing this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm allergic to five G, so I have all these mirrors in my pockets that like. Hell yeah! Add nice. A dream catcher. Yeah. Yeah. A dream yeah, catcher, was, white woman. Yeah. Yeah, she, she was a catch. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, hell yeah, Ben. See, Ben's got the riff, the riff energy. We're all. Uh, for me, it was like the crystal retards, as we'll call them, <laughs> the new age retards. Pardon me. That's um, I mean, in, yeah. in Edmonton, Edmonton, Alberta is like a Midwest. Is that a guy town? That's like okay. it's a flyover. It's Canada's flyover Midwest stuff, oh, and so it was like. Ohio. Yeah, well, it was a, a childhood nostalgia that there was a type of upper middle class wife that would start a new age store where they yeah. sold uh, like Native American or Native Canadian dream catchers, they're called, which is like a web. It's a traditional thing that catches your nightmares or whatever. And they'd sell quartz crystals and all these things that were like... Yeah, that's some soft brain shit. But I think you mean First Nations as well, just to be clear. And I want to acknowledge yeah, that yeah. we're on oh unseated, unseated Okahawking Lenape land right now yeah. before we you continue this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Careful now. Americans take that for granted, but they'll... Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. We'll I'm sorry. It's very serious. No, I'm anyway, like, go on. No, I don't. I'm. I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> what it, what's interesting about that is uh, as it's well, yeah. So that was just like these these uh, like the new age, the typical types that are like <clears throat> there. You go to the store and you buy like your crystals or whatnot. And Reich was never really mentioned in those things, but it's interesting that like. 
Organite was like something that came from that. Uh, when you say the chakras was like, cause that I, I thought came from like the yoga stuff and then like Blavatsky who I, I like Theosophy and that stuff, which was like charlatan kind of problematic, often considered like with these undertones that were unpleasant, but the same as like the golden dawn, all these things, uh, where, where it's these new age elements. Um, is that like, cause it, it's really like Reich is not mentioned the same way as these other things where it's like, did he take stuff from like, cause breathing seems similar to yoga. But that's one of the more striking aspects of Reich is that there is this overlap. There is a significant overlap with mystic traditions, Eastern traditions, um, breathing, um, chakras, things like this. But it's completely coincidental. Those are just okay. It just comes in. Wait, sorry, Nathan. What were you going to say? No, basically that is like, was he like. Well, these these Hindus do it, or was it like he had his own terms? And then Sarah was, seems to have a thought. Yeah, about it. no, 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 no. Um, I actually spoke about this with the executive director of the museum, and Reich was vaguely aware. He called it, you know, like quote Oriental practices, um, right. and he was speaking specifically about um, Tibetan monks, and he loved Chinese food. He refused to acknowledge <laughs> that there was China man. He he refused to admit that there was an overlap in those ideologies. Really? Yeah, because he viewed them as being very um they were starving themselves of bodily pleasure and very restrictive. He didn't like the aesthetic aspect of it. So they he were didn't like the restrictive part of it. Yeah. And so that's why he completely separated himself and refused to acknowledge there was an overlap. I mean, he was a very black and white man. I disparaging. I don't know for anybody, any of the, anyone here who's like familiar with uh, Freud or and Nietzsche. Like Freud was in denial or or denied mm-hmm. the fact that he had any, you know, he was at all influenced by Nietzsche. When yeah. like, if you read both it's of like them, you obvious. it's so it's obvious. Clear. It talks about. You know, drive and the, yeah. yeah, 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 right. Sublimation. Yeah. Um, Did he really? He made a point of saying like "fuck Nietzsche." He was he was like a little bit. No, he 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 didn't say "fuck Nietzsche," but he said that you know he he got his ideas from like kind of like a scientific investigation, clinical scientific right. investigation. He's very much not philosophy. Time. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's but a then it is like, he's fibbing. He was fibbing. He was a fibber. <laughs> well, yeah. I think I think old uh, old fruit is like mm. when people are like, well, that's not real. We use neuroscience now. I think Freud's real because I literally think a it was real, even if he was just a guy fucking geeked out on blow. Um, but also that he spoke it into existence because like all marketing is based on like Bernays doing Freud's ideas. So it's, we believe all the Freud shit. I don't know. It's, it's one of those chicken egg things. You can't answer it, but it's like not going away. Like those concepts. I also think the problem with psychoanalysis is that it's not very easy to scientifically study. Right. It's just because like something like, I don't know, cognitive behavioral therapy is very easily outlined and you can, you know, 
have a methodology and you know exactly what to expect because there's clear, distinct things that you're doing. Whereas second analysis is, is not as clear and distinct. Um, but I also don't think that there's not a, a connection with neuroscience and psychoanalysis yeah, as well. Yeah. I think it's it's definitely rooted in each other. Freud was a neurologist. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, the first neurologist. I think Freud was way more important than uh, neuroscience. But I'm one of those, I'm like the guy, the, I'm the like men would rather make a podcast where we talk about Reich than go to therapy. So it's like, I'm, but I'm not like, like Artie Lang's the anti psychi I think like, I hate science, but I believe that like <laughs> ritual works. Yeah, and that's my like. I love drugs. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah drugs ritual. rule. I love like ritual. drugs are. Drugs. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what's wrong with drugs? Like Freud did them, he got a lot right. I think Freud did more than any asshole that came after him, and he was just high and blow all the time. He figured out to like he would drop he it into his eyeballs. He did drugs up his asshole. Oh my god, he loved cocaine. No, his eyeballs. What would acid in his eyes? No, he acid would so he would. Uh, I don't know if he shoved it up his ass. He probably did. No, no, but no. What was he putting in his eyes? He would put Coke in water oh, and then Coke. drop it into his eyes. Yeah, I heard yeah, yeah. acid. Okay. No, acid wasn't invented yet. It's literally... You wouldn't need to do I that. Vision, though. I fuck with the vision. I like the aesthetic. I yeah. love vision. Mm. So, yeah. I love that. This yeah, isn't real, but that's one of those, like, we're not even talking about that right now. We're, we're just talking like... What are you talking about? <laughs> Why am I here? We're talking about ideas that are uh, non, like, science is like Bill Nye. Science is Bill Nye telling you that you came from asteroids when, like, space, it doesn't exist. It's an illusion. Yeah, that's so true. But do you think that, I I feel like, do you think that, like, Reich is, like, it's, the message is kind of like it's not for everyone. So, but those who it's for, like, it shouldn't be we thrust this on everybody, but. I think it could be thrust on everybody. I, I mean, I don't think yeah. you say anything actually that crazy. I think that it's presented in. Yeah, and we are like, matter, for the folks listening at home on the ear pods, we're looking at this wooden fridge with a nice rustic chair in it. That's what I mean. So it's, it's like, presented, it's the ideas are not. Like, it's yeah. very inaccessible. It it's very comforting. It's not. It's, not, yeah. it's well, not any more inaccessible than any other no, kind of I, I like psychoanalytic so. or yeah, philosophical frame. writing. It's like a certain like register of discourse. But I think the hardest pill to swallow is the idea that there is like a scientific conception of energy because mm-hmm. no, it bucks absolutely. against the mechanistic yeah. science that is dominant today. Absolutely. Do you think it needs it though? Does it need like, oh, we sliced some lab rats' brains open and proved it's like? Don't you think it's something that, like, it just sounds like it's unfairly bit like that? The books were sealed is crazy, well, and they they were burned. The, the, Go ahead. The, just to like be clear, his books were not sealed. It was his archives. You know, which is like the archive required for scholars to do serious in-depth research into the history and like development of ideas. Yeah. And if I may, if I may tag onto that. And and, well, let me just finish. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. 
Um, and the books, like the, the main like kind of texts of Reich were not back in publication until the late eighties. Yes. Like it was a, it was like a 30 plus year period of publications by, uh, I forget the name. Yes. Good job. Yeah. Um, well, the Reich foundation owns the copyrights again. They do now. Yeah. Yeah. They're starting to self publish. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was also, um, the reason Reich wrote in his last will and Testament that first off, Organon will become a museum. And secondly, that all of his archives will be shut off for it. It was 50 years, yeah, right? 50. Yeah, because that wasn't necessarily an uncommon practice at the time because of HIPAA. And that okay. this is this is what David told yeah, me. Yeah, that sounds like some shit they would say, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, yeah. they've got their fucking excuses for everything, but go on. I'm afraid of David. Oh. I don't want to, like, this summon is him. What I was told, that and I am simply recounting it. Boop. Gone. Yeah, no, 100% gone. Yeah. Listening. No. Tell us what David said. Fucking <laughs> like asshole. No, I'm just kidding. He's fine. I like David. Okay, fine. Um, well, I mean, they were <laughs> sealed off for 50 years as a, he had a lot of patient um, information on patients, and that in 50 years they would all probably be no, dead. No, that is 100% and it would, it what it was. Yeah, and it probably wouldn't affect their lives at that point because they were dead. It no, was that a matter was, of that quiet, quiet, um, yeah. you know, respect of their own privacy. No, because they didn't have, we didn't have HIPAA back then. So that's yeah. No, I'm saying it's the, exactly. It's, yeah. Exactly. No, I know. That's, that is it. Yeah. Is that Thank you, cope? Sam. That I appreciate that. Like <laughs> again, I'm just repeating what was told to me at the museum. I'm, I'm not taking one stance or another. Okay. That's Would it? The fact that, that he had his little I'm cancer right. claim. Yeah, playing a game. Okay. No, I'm not playing the game. No, no, no I, I, I am. I am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. You can play games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so curious. I want to know what the listeners, like our our beta listeners, are like hitting their bong. Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, I don't even know what they do normally. But it reminds me of Doctor Sebi, who got in a lot of trouble because he was like alkaline diet. And I, I was just gone a lot. I was like, so excited. I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like, what's Nathan gonna that. go? Where's Nathan gonna go with? Green eggs and ham, man. Sorry, go ahead. He's so brave, this this mentally retarded young man who has a podcast. This 35 year old <laughs> boy. Um, but Shrek, we gotta get back to Shrek. Yeah, can we can we just like channel. circle back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to, because Matt's losing interest, so we have to bring Dr. Sebi into it. <laughs> so, Dr. Sebi. This is, where, uh, this is where Matt's virulent racism can come in. No, no. Matt. That doesn't exist, first of all. Dr. Yeah, Sebi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me stall for time until I can Google him to have some more to say. Uh, oh, first of all. Oh, no. No, no. I know. On, listen, I know. I know. Himself. No, 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 no. Out of jail. So he, we, yeah, we he cured cancer right? is the thing. And okay, the CIA right. didn't like I'm that. Listening. I'm listening. How so? <laughs> what did he do? The CIA didn't like the fact that he cured cancer. Yeah. So they oh, assassinated he's like, well, him. He's just like, right. You know who was going to make... Yeah, they you know gave him pneumonia in Honduras in uh-huh. jail and he died. But thankfully he has a son, a legitimate heir. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, Show, yeah. Just keeping the, the fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I can. Please. alive. A close apostle to uh, Sebi's heir. Sebison, Dr. Sebison. Yeah, Victor Bowman. He does have <laughs> photos with Kanye West, which I think answer all questions. Dr. Sebison or Dr. Sebi? Dr. Sebi's son. son. Yeah, yeah. Here's a There's really low-res picture right of him. <laughs> Sebi-san. Can we so, get one with Kanye? Oh, who's yeah, that? Yeah, I see that yeah. Kanye. Who the fuck? Who is that? That's Sebi-san. This is That's Dr. Sebi's okay. son of Dr. Sebi. Okay, Sebi. It's not been proven. Oh, it's been proven already. Okay, if you open your eyes and uh, are willing to see the truth in reality, you'll Not realize... Not the cancer guy, right? That, no, this is the son, the true... Oh, one of the okay, okay. <laughs> okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. And no, you I'm can kidding, contact him on Instagram at Bolingo Balance, yeah. and you can yeah. buy a, a <laughs> bottle full of dirt water that yeah. will okay. cure yeah. any disease you have. How much is it? We're... Um, anywhere between maybe like ten and a hundred dollars, probably. I'm not entirely sure. Okay, that's not bad. That's a deal. Clarify, we have to clarify: we're not sponsored by Bolingo Balance. You should be. Works. You should be it's though. Validity. Some blue chew um, or whatever. The blue chew version. We may be sent to jail. It's store. Yeah, dot- yeah, Are you sick of having yeah. cancer? Go. <laughs> 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 go yeah, to store.bowlingobalance yeah, <laughs> on Instagram and spread love the alkaline way. highfalutin oncologists? <laughs> well, just drink this dusty Coca-Cola bottle. And yeah. Right oh, right. I found, fuck, I found, no, wait. I don't have a picture of him directly with Kanye, but I have him like two steps removed. Okay. So. That'll work. If we can show that and then we can get back to right. Who? Never mind. <laughs> anyway, Kanye, he's 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 working on um, you know the whole like the whole conflict. New stuff coming up soon, like, I think. It's it's asking new questions, if anything. So we'll come back to whether or not Kanye should endorse things. But um, what do you think? Do you think Reich's cancer claim was? It was. Do you think it was a misquote used to kind of like? Like, is there evidence of people coming think, after him I negatively think, to like silence him? Well, that's the whole that's the whole FDA injunction that sent him to mm. prison. Basically, yeah, we started this thread okay. earlier, and basically, like the FDA got upset. Just to like complete this thread here, the FDA got upset that you know there was this claim that was not made by Reich himself, but was made by Mildred Brady in this article that the organ accumulator cures cancer. So oh. things kind of like tumbled along and Reich was eventually summoned to um, court in Washington, DC to like state his case about this issue. And Reich did not go to court because he did not believe that it was the uh, purview of the law to determine matters of basic scientific research. Let me just finish. Ooh. So um, he didn't go to court. So they called him to court again. And the next time they called him to court, it was about, did you show up to court? 
And he was right. like, no, I didn't. So he showed up this time. And he was like, no, I didn't. But it's because I don't believe. And they were like, we don't fucking care what you believe. You didn't show yeah, up to court, court. And now yeah. you have to go to jail. So that is why he yeah. went to jail. Okay. Mm. That, and that's good, yeah. too. It's crazy we get into it this late. Because at the early start, I think the average bong-smoking Betaverse diehard is like, oh, yeah, it was some sex stuff. He was out there fucking wrong. But it wasn't. It was oncology. And that's – but those listeners that that stuck it out, you know. Well, it's not – I always, mean, it's, he got t- taken down, I think, because of, like, the oncology stuff, right? But um, his whole thing, I wouldn't say, is oncology. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Sebi. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sebi beat his case is what's cool about him. So it's like <laughs> – if Reich and Sebi had teamed up, yeah, he could have. Sebi probably studied those those cases when I think about it. But <laughs> who's to say? I think. Who is to say? Do you think? Oh, I want to use the word specters. You know, did he summon specters to sound like Adam Curtis? What? What he did right. was the sexual freedom. <laughs> It's like, well, with Reich, do you think there's, there's things that harm his legacy on like what people working in his name use? And do you think it's like the cancer claims or is it other elements? I think it's everything. I mean, I think even Mm. like, okay, so he was taken down because of like whatever his claims was cancer. But even, even so like the time period was like the 1940s. Right. And like. 50s. Or 50s. And, like, the nuclear family was major. And he was definitely making claims that hurt the nuclear family insofar that he was saying that, like, women could divorce. That's one. Two, women can also, like, enjoy sex. Um, and I wouldn't say that his whole thing was that he was, like, a feminist. But I would no. say that those those um, point of views can threaten, like, the idea that um, the nuclear family and marriage is, is of utmost importance to culture. Uh, so I think that in conjunction with uh, having any like claim to treating or curing cancer uh, was the whole thing. Ooh. And it's a lot of people for a lot of reasons. And for a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, God, there was it's, something that you were saying that I, I had a response to, but now I'm a little unsober myself and I forget. Um, I think it's funny to say that instead of drunk. Um, it works for a lot of substances. You know, it's a coverall. Um, well, no, no, no. I remember exactly what it was. Um, my task at my first task at Organon was that um, about a decade before I had gotten there, someone was stealing books from Reich's library. So they put um, glass or plaster or not. What's it called? plastic thick plastic over the um the books in his study so that no one could take them and my first task was to take the (laughs) plexiglass thank you (laughs) no it's very funny take the plexiglass down look at photos that reich took of his own library in the 40s and reorganize it to the best of my ability and i did so but the one creative liberty i took is that um Reich had a magazine or a publication by George Wallace with his like grand manifesto on the cover. Um, And I had that on display so that when people were walking through the museum, they could see it 
and see that Reich knew or at least was aware of what he was against and the cultural norm of that time. And I think McCarthyism and that, you know, the witch hunt culture of that time was a big part of his downfall. That's a really good point. Thank yeah, you. I mean, Reich was associated with communism, but he hadn't been formally... Right. He hadn't been formally associated with communism or any communist movement since the early 30s. Yeah. The Ooh. communists didn't want him. He got kicked out of the communist yeah. party for his ideas on sex. Yeah. Especially after Stalin's rise to power and the quick Soviet move to anti-sex. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you mentioned it right near the start, the Soviet something group. Yeah, Which it was, was the, the um, Soviet sexual liberation. Se- Soviet sexual liberation, sexual something. Um, it These was, kids love fuck. It was a Leninist movement. Um, it's a pre-Stalinist movement. The Soviet kids who fuck. Yeah. So were they like pro-Reichian Soviets, or they were the Stalinist? This is pre-Stalin, and they don't. I don't think they really had much to do with Reich. Right. But there's an overlap, and I pulled that quotation because it, you know agrees with what Reich was saying about human sexuality. Yeah, one of Reich's yeah, earlier There are books. Soviet translations of Reich? They're, Probably not. Uh, yeah, they're, I don't know. Like, there, the early it, work, maybe. Yeah, like, aside from, like, the major texts that you can find in book form, um, there's, like, a ton of journals. Like, he self-published Ooh. a ton of journals from, like, the 30s up until the end. Yeah. And some are more like, so like writing, some are more scientific writing. So there may be I mean there's like, this little man which is just a rant. Yeah, he's and pretty mad. He's like he's pretty angry. his personal notebooks, basically. Well they're he's like informal. <laughs> well, I, I mean there like his journals have been published. There's there's a three there's three of them. There's Passion of Youth, there's Beyond Psychology, and there's uh, America, America. Oh, where's the truth? Where's the truth? Which Mary had a heavy hand in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those are like the. Actual so we covered. Things. Yeah, we covered the uh, Frude's resistance to acknowledging Nietzsche, but was uh was Reich? Because Nietzsche had the great quote about like, "Don't worship idols whose ankles are made of clay, lest they fall on you." I'm basically like, "Don't make me into a." religious figure where it sounds like there were these people did he have any insight about religion or like if he should be proselytized as a as something bigger than what he was like i mean the man had an enormous ego before we get into that was he comfortable okay before we get into that i just want to say can this be this might have to be like the last topic because i have to go yeah, I have to go home. Ooh. Just, just so you know. All right, so listeners at home, we're being silenced, but that's okay. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, thank you, thank you for your time. I'm, I'm just kidding. We're, we're close to two hours, so you. Yeah, very I'm close. going to head out now because it's an hour commute home for me. Um, it's Ooh. been very fun. Thank you, everybody. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you. Sorry for the, I didn't mean to like abruptly. No, 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 I'm sorry. Oh my god, that's okay. Someone has to do it. Betaverse. 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 Betaverse.